millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Matt Appeal. I'm Susan Okereke. And I'm Bobby Seagull. And we're math teachers on a mission to show that maths is for everyone. And we're really excited by our partnership with National Numeracy and Experian. And in this podcast, every episode, we do a maths problem and we solve it. Uh, we also have a special guest. This series specially connected to National Numeracy. And Bobby always shares with us a fantastic maths fact. Of course. And this week is particularly huge in the maths calendar because it is Number Confidence Week, which is from the 7th to the 11th of November. Number Confidence Week is a super exciting event that we're really glad to be involved in, all about supporting people who might find math challenging. There's stuff to help with children and their homework, but also if you need support with your job. The aim is to show that everyone can get comfortable in everyday maths. Absolutely, it's so important. And this week, we're really lucky. We've got Sam Sims, the CEO of National Numeracy, is going to tell us more about Number Confidence Week. But we're going to now roll into our chat with one of the longest standing ambassadors for National Numeracy, Rachel Viley. And obviously, you recognise her as the number specialist on the Channel 4 game show, Countdown. She's also the author of At Sixes and Sevens. And as you can imagine, Rachel's really busy, but we've managed to grab a few minutes with her recently. And you'll notice that the reception uh, where she was wasn't fabulous, but we're really grateful that Rachel could give us some spare time. It was really, really great to speak to her. And we started by asking her, how did she get involved in National Numeracy? Um, well, I actually met Mike, who founded National Numeracy before he even founded it, I think. And their focus is on adult numeracy, which I think there's been a kind of absolute gap in organisations who've been doing that because obviously um, for you know for, for for reasons we don't have to go into a lot of charities focus on, on on child numeracy but where you know one in two adults across the UK is at the level that you'd expect of an 11 year old then there's obviously work to be done and I just love um, National Numeracy's ethos um, the way they promote I mean it's number confidence week which is why we're chatting but the way they you know, use um, psychology as a, as a really strong tool for helping adults become more confident and 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 competent um, with maths and numbers. I think that's key, and I think a lot of people miss how key that is. You're a great role model for girls in maths, being the number expert on Countdown. How can we encourage more girls to get involved in the subject of maths? Yeah, I think for some reason there's there's still that um, there there. I, I didn't. I was really lucky that at school it never occurred to me. It was never on my radar. No one ever put the idea into my head that girls and boys were different or girls weren't as good at, as boys at maths. I just, it just didn't occur to me. But actually, you know, doing work with numeracy and doing work with schools and kids, you see that that. It is an issue that people still think that, you know, math isn't for me. And often it's it's role models, whether it's like primary school teachers or, or parents and often mothers, if they've struggled with maths and then they, they, they show it to the kids and they kind of say, oh, you know, don't worry, you haven't got a maths brain, you're just like me, you're better at words or 
creativity, all this stuff that we kind of tell girls that they're better at, then they start believing that. So I think we just need to change a lot of the messaging, change a lot of the, the PR, the advertising around maths, just to say there's no such thing as a maths brain or not. And, you know, talking about getting, you know, as they get a bit older into, into STEM and STEM careers, then, you know, I always say that engineering, I think, is one of the most creative subjects there is because it's people answering questions that others even haven't thought to ask. So I think we just need to change the way we pitch it. And then hopefully more people will have an experience like me where it's not even an issue, it's not even a consideration that, that girls wouldn't be as, as good as boys. Rachel, thinking about number confidence and number competence, what can our listeners do to improve? I think with maths, um, it's, it's really important to believe that you can improve. And, you know, I think with national numeracy, there's there's the brilliant the online tool where you can go and you can actually check your own skills and see where you are strong and where you need some help. I think it's really important to make that first step and thinking, I do want to improve. This is why I want to improve. And and when you start learning something new that you couldn't do before and then you finally get it, just take a second and acknowledge that you got it and that you understood it and that you have done it and you can do it. Um, because it's 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 a positive cycle instead of a vicious circle. It's a positive one. Once you once you get something, you understand it. You feel good about yourself. You want to do more of it. But it was really great to speak to Rachel, wasn't it, Bobby? About like you know, she's got such a passion for getting everyone involved in maths. She's some, obviously somebody who's really confident in maths. You can see her on Countdown, and that's the case. But um, it's great that she also is really really passionate about getting everybody to feel confident in maths. Yeah, when you know that team maths are someone as valuable an ally as Rachel it does give you confidence because when people do think of maths even though countdown we know as maths teachers more arithmetic skills rather than maths Rachel is the highest profile maths figure out there in the UK right now so for her to be team maths and team numeracy makes a significant difference and her book at six and seven sounds brilliant I think it's a great way to encourage she's trying to encourage adults to do problem solving and um, it's meant to I think she said she's talked about it being like relevant problems that kind of is about helping people think that maths can be fun and they can just try out some things which is just quite nice I think a bit like what we're trying to do in Math Appeal yeah exactly so thank you Rachel for all your support for national numeracy and all things mathematics a bit later in the episode we're going to find out more about national numeracy's number confidence initiative with the ceo sam sims but first as always let's start the problem for this episode so regular listeners will know that we always set a math problem for you to solve and this episode is no different and the aim of doing this is that we know that sometimes people do find maths challenging and we're trying to give them ideas on how to tackle and solve these problems and you know we also appreciate that some people find it difficult to start problems and we also appreciate as well that um, math is a really emotional subject and we, we don't always talk about this and so one of the things you want to do is to encourage people before starting the maths to sort of do a bit of a check uh, and to think around the problem first by asking a few pre-questions like how do I feel when I first like, heard or saw the problem then does the problem make sense to me you know are there any questions I want to ask around the problem and then once you've kind of done a bit of a check you're like right so what maths topics are in this question so effectively priming your brain for getting started before you actually do any calculations and then while you're doing the problem you'll also be thinking a few things uh, one, uh, what facts do you know from the actual question? Uh, then two, what are the rules of formula that are needed for it? And then thirdly, what are the facts that 
you can derive in the problem? And then finally, are you in a position to actually answer the question? And we do this because I think a lot of people, especially people who don't find maths, they don't enjoy maths or they find it challenging. They think sometimes the, the question, the answer just comes out of nowhere. But actually, people who are confident and, and happy with maths, they are asking these questions subconsciously anyway. So we kind of give this as a framework. So if you are somebody who doesn't feel confident in maths, when you hear the problem, think through these questions and trying to get into the vibe of it before kind of getting started. So, Bobby, are we ready to tackle this week's problem? Yes, we are. So the problem for today's episode is this. So grab a pen and paper if oh, you Oh, and need. a calculator, always. We're up for calculators in this show, aren't we? Absolutely, for this, absolutely. Yeah. So if a scarf costs £11.70 after a 10% reduction, what was the original price? So repeat it one more time. If a scarf costs £11.70 after a 10% reduction, what was the original price? Just to give a bit of context around this problem, this question was actually set by the National Numeracy in 2019, and it was given to approximately 2,000 adults aged between 16 and 75. And this was kind of an everyday maths question, and they were given no time limit. They were free to use a calculator or a pen and paper and just have a go. And if you're not sure what to do, please, please, please do not feel bad. We're going to go through how to do it. But obviously, if you're super confident, sort of jump in. OK, so while you're thinking about that problem that we're going to tackle shortly, let's meet our second special guest of this week, the CEO of National Numeracy, Sam Sims. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So Sam, you are our second guest uh, this week after Rachel Riley. So thank you so much for joining us on the Maths Appeal podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Bobby and Susan. Lovely to have you. This episode's actually going out at the start of Number Confidence Week. We're super excited about that. Can you tell us a little bit about what we should expect? Yes, of course. So Number Confidence Week is now with us. It's all about empowering people to boost their confidence with numbers because we know that it's often this crucial step really building confidence that helps us and can lead us to building our skills and as a result um, feeling more in control and better equipped throughout lots of different areas of our lives. So we've got all sorts of things happening this week. We've got the National Numeracy Challenge that everybody can use. It's our free confidence and skills building online tool. You can use it to get started in just 10 minutes 
in your own time, at your own pace, to start building your confidence with numbers and then starting to develop your, your skills as well. And crucially, we have our fantastic online hubs, one of them for adults and one for children as well. And these online hubs you can find on the National Numeracy website. They include things like inspirational confidence conversations uh, videos by real people who have benefited from boosting their confidence with numbers. And really they show that however you feel about numbers and maths and whatever your confidence level, you are not alone. Um, in addition, there's loads of practical resources so things like uh, tips on how you can get confident with maths at work, how you can help the children in your care to love maths, and um, things like overcoming maths anxiety. Uh, so we've got all sorts of things um, planned and happening across the course of the week, all of which is available on the National Numeracy website. And so what's your overall goal for, for Number Confidence Week? So I think really we want to try and do four four things it's all about firstly empowering people across the country to take action to build their own confidence with with numbers and as a result feel more in control um, whether that's at home or at work secondly um, we really want to promote building confidence with numbers as the first step towards improving your skills we know from all of our work at National Numeracy that confidence is key and it really can be both a barrier but also a great enabler for people to start improving their skills and, and really developing their maths. Thirdly, we want to focus on supporting those that need our help the most, those that are experiencing greatest challenges, perhaps that have, have decided they want to do something about their maths and about their confidence with numbers. And then finally, it's all about highlighting the benefits that improving your confidence with numbers can bring and what it can offer and really how all in all that can help really when you're trying to navigate these really challenging times. This sounds like a really incredibly important and valuable week for everyone really involved. But what we'd love to tell our listeners is what else can we expect with national numeracy throughout the rest of the, the school year, as it were? Yeah, well, one of the great things that I didn't uh, mention um, that's available on our online hubs is a kids activity pack for children. So it's a bumper pack of activities for children aged four to 16. Uh, we have a special edition, a big bumper pack available for Number Confidence Week, but we also have a set of resources that uh, children, adults, teachers, parents, carers can use with young people across the, the course of the year. Those are available to download at, at any time. And what they're really all about is being able to point out, to demonstrate the maths we use every day in everyday life. And really they're all geared up to help us build confidence, to, to really be able to um, use maths in every single way, in every single day of our lives. What would you suggest to someone who's, who isn't confident in maths? So they're, they've tuned into the National Numeracy Number Confidence Week. They're like, do you know what? I want to do something about it. Uh, I want to improve. What steps would you suggest they take to improve? Well, I think one thing to, to really emphasise is that however, however you feel about numbers and maths, you're not alone. Um, there are other people that feel exactly the same that really the key is to take it at your own pace, to find a way that suits you, that doesn't put you under pressure. Um, and it's all about finding things that you can start with, take those first steps, and then experience some, some success, experience kind of getting things right and then and building on that. 
and building on that gradually, I think taking it very much in your own time, at your own pace, in an environment that feels safe and that feel, you feel comfortable in is absolutely key. Don't be afraid to make mistakes, to get things wrong. That's just part of the process. Um, and absolutely, you know, we only really learn from making mistakes. So um, please don't be too hard on yourself. Take your time and, you know, use that to be able to start to improve both your confidence and then, and then your skills. Thank you so much, Sam. And we are really looking forward to an exciting number confidence week. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, Susan. It was great to have Sam Sims, the CEO of National Numeracy, on this episode of Maths Appeal Series 3, where we've teamed up with Experian. Whether it's bills, budgeting or even baking, math is part of everyday life for all of us. Experian is on a mission, like us at Math Appeal, to help the nation improve their financial health. And we know that good number skills and confidence are a gateway to helping you get there. And that's why Experian is a proud supporter of our Maths Appeal podcast and long-running partner of National Numeracy, working together to help you fulfil your potential. Speaking of fulfilling your potential, let's do some problem solving. As a reminder, our problem for today's episode was this. If a scarf costs £11.70 after a 10% reduction, what was the original price? Mm, thinking hat on. Yeah, so remember the, the questions that we wanted to think about. So how did you feel when you first saw heard the problem, Susan? And bear in mind, our listeners may not be as, uh, you know, they may not have their maths <laughs> teaching qualifications like you do, Susan. So I'm just going to think about my experience as a teacher and some of the, the issues some of my students have had in the past. Um, because this question, I think, is actually quite tricky uh, because it's... It's percentages, but it's actually a term called reverse percentages. So you're given not 100%, you're given another percentage and you've got to find 100% from there. And that can really confuse people, especially if you're not, if you're not super confident with, with percentages. So it's a tricky, it's actually a tricky um, subject to teach. So I, I think it's one of those that you have to think quite hard about. Yes. Mm. So would this problem make sense to people that you've taught? A big pitfall that sometimes occurs with this problem is a lot of people will see £11.70 and then want to do a reduction of 10% or add 10% of 11.70 to their value. And that's where the issue occurs. So it's about fully understanding what that £11.70 represents. And what it represents actually is 90% as opposed to 100% and taking off 10%. So it's about making sure you understand what the percentage really represents. Mm -hmm. So you've talked about the, the topics in this question, percentages. Mm -hmm. um, I guess now thinking about the problem itself, what facts do you know from the question itself? So key facts, I guess, are that you have £11.70 is the cost of the scarf, but that's after a reduction has already taken place. So what that means is that £11.70 actually represents as a percentage 90%. And from that, you can then work backwards and that's the key I think that's the key learning the key thing to appreciate mm. so if I talk about what I then done is the 11 pound 70 I've obviously drawn a diagram anyone who's listened to the podcast before mm. knows that I love a diagram and I've sort of drawn it uh, where 90% represents 11 pound 70 and then I sort of do arrows down that from the 90% I can find 1% by dividing 11 70 by 90 
and then to find 100%, I take that 1% and scale it up, multiply it by 100. And so 1% is 13 pence. And then 100% of that is 13 pence times 100, which is 13 pounds. Did you get the same, Bobby? Yeah, so uh, I think pretty much the same method. Usually we have different ways of um, oh, okay. uh, getting to the same answer. Although I know that you're a big fan of drawing your bar charts. <laughs> Represent, you know, bar saying models, 11 bar models. Yes, bar models, yeah. Uh, writing <laughs> £11.70 equals 90%, but drawing a pictorial bar. Representation. What's well, yeah. 90? I'm just going to straight for writing it out arithmetically. Yeah. Um, but I've done the same thing. But an alternative way you could do it, I guess, as well, is to divide by 0.9. Because mm. 90% as a decimal. Divide by 100 is 0 0.9. So you could just, to undo that, do £11.70 divided by 0 0.9. It also get you £13. Hopefully that clears up things for people. The key thing is with the first percentages, what you're aiming for first is to find out what your value, so what that, the reduced price, what percentage is that? And then from there, you can work out 1% and then scale up to 100 from there. So we've done some maths feel my brain is all kind of like warm and I'm ready for mm -hmm. some inf some new information, Bobby. So do you have a maths fact for us? Mm -hmm. So rather than a maths fact per se, this is a maths stat. In fact, Ooh. the maths stat I'm about to give you is perhaps the reason that National Numeracy was formed. The charity was formed in 2012. So the data is from before that. So what they wanted to do is understand how literacy and numeracy have progressed nationally. So what they use as a sort of benchmark figure is uh, the percentage of the population in England that have the skills of roughly a GCSE grade C or a pass or above. And they found in 2003, literacy was 44% having that grade C equivalent. And it went up to 57% by 2011. Obviously, we want it to be higher, but it's going up 44% to 57% in literacy. Yeah. But listen to numeracy. In 2003, it was 26%, much lower, but this is worse. By 2011, it dropped to 22%. It went down. Yes, so literacy, the stats are going up. People are getting more literate from 44% to 57%. But numeracy is going down from 26 to 22%. And this is the reason why national numeracy exists because numeracy is heading in the wrong direction. So it's not a fact per se, but I think it's probably the driving stat behind our entire motto and mission. Gosh, that is quite a startling statistic. But we're, we're here to change it, Bobby, aren't we? Mm -hmm. We're here to change we it. That's why we, we that's our raison d'etre. That's <laughs> what national numeracy is all about. That's what Math Appeal is all about. And that's exactly what Number Confidence Week is all about. So thanks for reminding us of the seriousness of the situation. Yes. Um, and so that was that's our episode two of Math Appeal Series 3 in partnership with National Numeracy and Experian. And obviously, we'd love for you to let us know how you're getting on. Uh, we're at Maths Appeal on our Instagram and Twitter. And if you're listening and you were like, I really want to get more confident in maths, please get involved with National Numeracy Challenge. You know, it's never too late to improve your skills. We're here to practice more um, problems, but obviously it's about you taking initiative and kind of getting involved yourselves. And obviously just one thing that we'd love you to do is just tell your friends whether they love maths or whether they're like, hmm, not sure about maths. We want to keep spreading the word about maths appeal. And in episode three, we will focus on maths and cooking with mm. special guest Bake Offs winner, champion Peter Sawkins. You've been listening to Maths Appeal 
with me, Bobby Seagull, and Susan Okureke. And the music's been by Kelly Okureke and the wonderful produ- our wonderful producer is Jenny Nelson. And we look forward to seeing you soon so we can solve more math problems together. 